special edition doozy because the world's falling apart. I thought when we hit 2021, for some reason, I was like, oh, yeah, things are going to change. By the way, I got a really nice Christmas present. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's for my sister-in-law. <laughs> we've been waiting. like We've been doing these shrink wraps, really consistent, Starbucks every time. And so far, we have not received a call yet from Starbucks. So if they don't, if Starbucks doesn't call soon, then we're both going to be repping those, those mugs. I love them. Thank you, Elise and Michael. <laughs> um, anyway, we got to talk about who are these people that decided to storm the Capitol? I feel like this is mob mentality on steroids. And I know you talked about conspiracy theorists, but now I now I think we need to go into what you think about how people got into this mob like like craziness. I don't know. Did you see the YouTube of what they were doing to Mitt Romney on the airplane? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and like, it's what what is happening, people? So I, you know, I uh, I don't know. But I have theories, and I don't know that I think... I have theories, and my theory isn't that it's just mob mentality. Like, I... I the Let's just start with the people. So you should look it up. Uh, th- there's videos ever. If you Google Mitt Romney on a plane, uh, you will see him sort of just waiting to get... Getting ready to get on the plane, and then being harassed, and then he's on the plane being harassed. Um, he really keeps his cool, by the way. I oh, my God, like I would lose it. I, I would lose I it. I want to know how he does it, because... He, like, they were so bad to him, and he is just, like, calm, stays the course. I just think it's a part, it must just be a part of politics, and he's used to it, and doesn't phase him. Barrier to entry for me. Oh, into politics? I feel like I would take someone out by their knees for (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, so, okay, so here's what, here's what I think, and you, 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 uh, you rein me in if you think I'm being nuts about it. Okay, because okay, so I've done a thing on conspiracy theories or theorists and what makes them, and I, I think all of that is true. The component of it that I think is most true is the part that they are they they consistently feel disenfranchised, and I think there's a difference between being disenfranchised and being uh, poor or being you know unsuccessful or struggling or any of those kinds of things the the idea of disenfranchised at least right the way i'm defining it is that you have the perception that you should be more there's this like i'm not an like uh, i'm doing everything right you know and i have the skills uh, but for some reason i'm not successful so i feel like also it's not just that it's not fitting in to um, like the like they don't feel like they fit into the whatever climate. Yeah. So that's also part of it. Not only are they not at the where they want to be, but also they are alienated, and so then they're finding another team. Like they're finding other people that feel the same way. It mm-hmm. reminds me of like the kids that the ki- the student shooters, like like Columbine. Hmm. I mean, as far as the reactive piece, I guess I I don't know that I agree that they all don't fit in because I think that they would probably argue that they they have found something, you know, maybe maybe they're uh, being drawn to these kind of groups is, is tied to that. But um, like, I don't know if, if you're if you're do you attack Mitt Romney 
in isolation because you don't fit in? You think that's why? No, I don't feel like they're atta- they attacked him. I feel like they got wound up and then their group, or their whole group mentality, the mom mentality is to go after these people or to go after people that um, didn't support them or whatever. Okay. So, okay. So let's, let's take it. Let's take it one thing at a time. Okay. Like, let's not, there's, cause you have all different, you, you have the, the belief that the, that the election, that there's election fraud. Right. Right. Um, and you could argue that that's a conspiracy theory. But if you think about the, I would argue if you, like, I, I don't know that we want to bucket people that have that belief system uh, with the same people that believe in the lizard people, right? There's a spectrum of conspiracy theories, and if you have whatever it is, a third of the country that believes a conspiracy theory, that means that there's enough data out there that you would say you're not, you're not, you're not necessarily fringe if you buy into that idea. I fair? yeah, that's fair. A hundred percent agree. All right, so that's so let's let's not talk about that because I think that there's just too many people, um, and you have you have supposedly reputable news outlets that are validating that perspective. Oh, and the commander in chief is also validating that perspective. So it's not like they're Googling, you know, down some weird rabbit hole on YouTube to find this conspiracy theory. You have Trump out there. I am just propagating it. I am just, yeah. I just think like the idea of, I mean, people were flying to be at the Capitol, like, to okay, but I, that's what I'm saying. Let's let's not I, I, let's just be like systematic about it. Okay. Okay. So you have you have people that are upset about the election. I don't necessarily think that that in itself makes somebody unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Then you have people that are going to protest, like Trump rallies, and I don't necessarily think that just going to a Trump rally or just buying into Trump's rhetoric or whatever necessarily makes you fringe or. Uh, an outsider or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then you have people like the latest one we're talking about with Mitt Romney is now you have a woman and a man that walk up to Mitt Romney when he's by himself with their cell phones out and corner him and start shouting at him about, you know, how he's going to lose his job. Now, to me, now you're stepping into fringe behavior, aggressive, uncalled for irrational nutty behavior very like very stalkerish yeah so what what do you think makes that like why does that person engage in that behavior i really want to know i i can't even imagine like the terror that he might have felt for five hours on a plane ride with those okay so you're but okay i know i keep stopping you but you have you have the people at the airport by themselves and then you have him getting on a flight those aren't the same people on the flight? They may have been the same people, but there's more than just two people on the plane shouting at him. No. So on the plane, there's group think. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I know I don't keep stopping, but I'm trying to separate it so we talk about each. I think there's a different psychological phenomena happening at each stage of this. Well, group think, because I feel like what happens is you have one of those fringe people start screaming and then other people like chime in. Yeah. Without thinking... Like, individually, I don't, if that girl wasn't videotaping herself, I don't think she would, I feel like it was a weird way to get attention, mm-hmm. because 
Like, could you imagine someone really wanting to terrorize someone else like that? Like, in her soul? Like, let me make this person feel this frightened? So, I think Or that, I'm, I'm powerful. Like, maybe I feel powerful. I mean, I, I so know. I think that that's a, I think that's a, to me, that's a really good point. She had the whole time, both, their, he was accosted by two people at the airport by himself. They both have their cell phones up. And they're both uh, really happy to record it. There's a sense of, look at me, right? And so even though they're by themselves, I think they buy into this idea that they're part of a crowd, mm-hmm. right? They, they delude themselves into thinking everybody thinks like us because they have this phone and they have, they think this massive audience and there's no feedback loop to say, hey, most of the world thinks you're nuts for this particular behavior, right? It's just going to be validated by their particular fringe group of followers. Oh, and by the way, because I, like, what if what if I reversed it to her? Like, I was just some rando and just came up to her and just started screaming at her, like... <laughs> she would for sure be less composed than Mitt Romney was. I know, she would have taken me out. She seemed very aggressive. Okay, so let's talk about the plane. So he gets in the plane, uh-huh. those two start yelling... They start recording it. Other people start chanting, right? The whole flight from, from I assume, Salt Lake City all the way to D.C. He's being Where harassed. are his noise-canceling headphones, by the well, way? He might have had them on. I don't know. I would have put those things on and just blasted some, some classical music. But what do you think the narrative is that the, the people shouting, do you, what do you think they're thinking while they're shouting that at Mitt Romney? We're right. We're powerful. Yeah, we're pa- yeah we're powerful. Look, we're all look against how weak, him. Look how weak you are. This is going to go viral on my phone. I might be famous. Trump might put me in his cabinet. Yes, I feel like <laughs> it could it like could be go crazy. Right, but it's really probably five people on the plane, and the rest of the plane is thinking these are lunatics. They're just quiet, trying to read and ignore it. Oh my god! I where is the captain? Because I feel like captain should have been law and order on that. <laughs> Captain, what is happening in this world? Anyway. All right. So now fast forward to what happened today. Okay. So now we're at the Capitol. Yes. Trump's leading a rally. Yes. He, I mean, you and I have talked about it, but he gives a impassioned speech. We're all going to walk to the Capitol and then we're going to do what we need to do or however he phrased it. He did not say go into the Capitol. Didn't say let's be violent. Didn't say that kind of stuff. He also didn't say, don't do that stuff, right? He said, we're going to go to the Capitol and we're going to show that we, that we don't believe in this election and we're going to stand up for ourselves. It was stolen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the people go to the Capitol and then it escalates to them going into the Capitol. So here's the, here's the part that, that I think is interesting is I don't know... I keep hearing the media talking about this. And again, tell me if, I've, if I'm uh, misthink, I'm thinking about this poorly. But you have these people that are breaking into the Capitol, going into the, I don't know what the room is where they're, what, what, the, what the voting room is, but they go, they're sitting in the people, the in the, into the chambers. They're sitting in the chairs. You know, they're being incredibly disrespectful. And we're talking about it like this is the same kind of rebellion as the Boston Tea Party. And we're talking about it like this is unprecedented and these people and the people that are breaking into the Capitol are talking about how this is their 
right? It's a coup. They're going to take over. They're using these, I think, big and powerful words. And I think that their behavior matches those big and powerful words. And I think they have no idea that they're engaged in that. The, I don't feel like they thought it through, like, at all. Like, no. once you got in there, then what? You sat in the speaker's chair? Like, what? I just think they're, they're, they're all it? in there. They're all in so there. Look at me. I took... Yes, they're all in there with their phones saying, look at me. Look what I'm doing. It's not about some bigger movement. It's not about Trump. It's not... It's not a, I don't think it's about any of that. These are disenfranchised people that have, I, I think, that have no momentum. And this is their one moment to be the center of attention. It's the analogy I always give about like the person, you know, when you're at a stoplight and there's that person that's crossing and the light turns green and that person goes at a glacial speed across the intersection. And I always think like that person is probably not doing well. They're not probably not happy with their life. So for this moment, they're going to hold up traffic as they meander across the street. That's what I think happened today. I think people got into the Capitol and they meandered around there because for this moment, they did something newsworthy. They were the center of attention. They can put it on their social media. And I think that it's, I think that's all the nuance that's there. Oh, I think you, you make a very good point. You agree? <laughs> I agree. I don't feel like, I, I'm pretty sure like, well, but then there was people that like, who brought like guns? And those guys that were standing with those scary face masks, like they went, like I get the protest part. I I do feel like people thought a few steps ahead and then like all of a sudden a lot of people were in on it. Like how did they even know? Like were they talking to each other online or something? Like, hey, we're uh, all I think that there, I mean, I did hear that there was uh, the, the, the not taking down the Capitol but the Trump rally was coordinated online. And, I mean, you could argue, I mean, every mainstream news outlet is definitely arguing that Trump, you know, uh, created the tension that could boil over in this way. I don't know that it was Trump's intention to have this. Ha like I was telling you, <laughs> I think he incited it by the rhetoric and the tension and the pressure and the constant, you know, us versus them mentality, his, mm. his unending need, in my opinion, to divide the country. It's always us versus them. And I think over time that rhetoric led to more and more tension, but I don't think he, I think it's also unfair to say that he instructed it. He incited it and he didn't stop it, but I don't, I also don't think that he instructed it. He didn't say, Mm -hmm. go do this right he just didn't step up the way he should have it's just weird that like i i feel like there's not there's like a lack of critical thinking right now out there that mm -hmm. people went and did this but i think it's they were disenfranchised you have the social media aspect yeah and also like it's just a lack of critical i don't think next steps were thought like so we storm. There's like no like coup plan in place. There's no military backing. Right. There's it's no not. It's not. I think they think. I think they think to themselves, we're going to storm. And I think that they think to themselves, we're making history, mm -hmm. and they're proud of we're making history. And I, our brother-in-law Jordan said it. I thought really well. He called them cosplay assholes, and I think that is such a good description of what's happening. You you have politicians over the last month that have engaged in 
in, in my estimation, performative politics. Mm -hmm. No politician really thought that the election was going to be overturned. But they all scurry to their you know, respective political sides and make an argument about what should happen. They all know it's done, but they have to perform in order to get reelected. And then you have a very small minority of the population that hears that and goes, I'm part of it. And they want to be part of it because they're disenfranchised. But it's, it's cosplay. They don't really even know what they're... It's not as meaningful as the things that have happened historically for them. But they're... Like the, you see the pictures of them in the Capitol, they're not they're not uh, pushing for what they view as right, or they're not pushing for a bigger nothing. They're sitting there doing selfies in in you know in each office, and they're doing you know in the speaker's chair. It's like y y y y y there's just zero sophistication, and so I find myself uh, like I'm. I know it's a big deal, but I'm also going like, it's a big deal. But these people that did it, they're not a big deal. And they're not serious, and they don't know what they're doing, and so I think it's, uh, you know what I mean. Like I, it's yeah. I'm hard for me to get it's too just, concerned. It, well, I'm concerned because we should that they shouldn't have been able to pull that off. I agree. Like I people mean, that just want to do selfies, like shouldn't be able to pull that off. What happened? Also, yeah, yeah. let's talk about we. You've talked about narcissists, but I don't think you've gone into depth with narcissistic injury, and I think that is we are at narcissistic injury in the free world like at a massive level agreed and i do think that but can you explain what a narcissist because i don't think you've ever done that explain what a narcissistic injury is narcissistic injury is just i mean it's like a i mean it's not like a professional term but narcissistic injury just means that you have somebody who narcissists are narcissist there's two types of narcissists there is one type that is uh, overt, super extroverted, all about me. I want all of the attention. Everybody look at me very out there. And typically a true narcissist, like to have that personality disorder, it's debilitating. You're not successful. But there are some people, I would argue that Trump falls in this category, category that are successful, but they just need the attention because at their core, they're very insecure. The other category of narcissist would be a sort of a super introverted uh, self-centered, quiet narcissist. It's all about them, but they're not saying shine the light on me, but their world revolves just around them. Mm -hmm. And the difference between a narcissist and someone who's selfish is that a narcissist doesn't get that there are other people around them. It's just that they're the most important. It's They're not trying to be mean. They just don't understand that the world doesn't center on them. That's how I would define it. I mean, there's... But we're talking about an injury. Well, I'm trying to define narcissist to tell you what the injury is. <laughs> The idea is that nar narcissism is a defense mechanism for someone who feels insecure. And the narcissistic injury is if you poke at a narcissist and don't validate them, then they will do at anything kind of at all costs to protect themselves from feeling that pain of pointing to their insecurity. And I feel like, sorry, that was a meandering expert. I thought you were wanting me to describe narcissism. <laughs> the, 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 but I do think that Trump is throwing up every smoke screen in the world because the fact that he's lost the election and the fact that this is not going his way, he's experiencing a narcissistic injury and he is protecting himself at all, as he's having a temper tantrum, trying to protect himself from admitting that he's lost. And he always has these injuries, which he lashes out on, um, on his Twitter account. Yeah. And I heard that he went after um, Pence. I was like, oh my God, like... 
you're putting no, you're putting your vice president at risk in there. I'm that is like the ultimate narcissistic injury. Yeah, the, the man that stood by your side this whole time. If he, this will never happen. But like, if I could advise the country and the media, this is like, how do we get out from underneath Trump, right? Unless we evoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment or whatever the, mm-hmm. whatever. But realistically, Trump needs an off ramp. He, he, need, he needs a way to get out of the office and save face. That is what he needs in order for him to do it peacefully. Otherwise, he's going to stomp his feet, say that it didn't happen, that the election was unfair, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because he can't, I don't think he can psychologically take it. But so do you have a suggestion of an off-ramp? No, I got no idea. I think we're stuck with him. I think we just, I, I, and I've tried, I feel like. people died today. I, and I have tried to, um. I've been very intentional on this podcast and on my YouTube channel to be like apolitical. Like I always try to just be right down the middle. Uh, but it's, it's getting difficult. Like this is a pretty extreme, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. No one's in favor of what happened today. No. You, you know? Well, four people died. Yeah. Four okay. pe- four protesters. Four protesters died. I didn't know four protesters died. Yeah. It's terrible. And I feel like it's really scary. Um, Here's the scary thing about it is is I think I think maybe Mitch McConnell said this or I can't remember which uh, person said that but if we like if we let the losers like sway the election every time every four years like it's yeah. gonna be the same BS yeah yeah and it's true and like did we really need to start the year off like this people <laughs> I saw I saw a meme on Twitter that said that it's like a picture of 2021 saying to 2020 hold my beer <laughs> all right can, can we can we shift to a to a popular psych topic Kimye maybe yeah it may be even more significant than the the siege of the capital is Kim and Kanye are are probably going to get divorced. Can I tell you a secret? Hmm. I love Kim Kardashian. Why? I don't know. I like her. I think she's funny. She makes me laugh. And I actually, I like all the Kardashians. I, I think they're funny. But you don't watch the... No, but I never watch it. But when I do, I'm like, I'm not, I'm never like, I just think it's like a, f- a fun, silly thing. Although they're not real people and they have makeup artists. All the, they like always look amazing in their show. And I'm like, yeah. you don't really look like that all the time, do you? So I don't have the same positive uh, experience of the Kardashians. <laughs> Should I, I not have said that? <laughs> no, no, that's good. She also loves Britney Spears. <laughs> well, I like Britney because she's crazy. <laughs> I, here's all I want to say is... I. I Kim and Kanye's, their marriage, working out or not working out is a zero to me. I, I just don't care. But I do think that there's something wrong with the social influence that the Kardashians have had. Because uh, so many people want to be like them and, and admire them. But I feel like besides financially, they're a wreck. Like they're not good role models. Like do you want to be in one of their relationships? Would you want to be them? No. Kim's on divorce number three. But she has four kids with Kanye. I mean, that would strain any marriage. I mean, I, everything I've been reading, I mean, it's funny. <laughs> everything I've been reading, apparently they've, like, it's been an arrangement. Like, she's dating somebody else. He knew about it. 
like no it's really no big deal for them this is all like them oh really because like i i didn't realize that she was dating someone else and it's an arrangement what's the arrangement like we pretend to stay together for you so you can be crazy and talk bad about me because he like is so mean about her and she never is like mean about him why don't they get I'm, I, I i mean i don't know he is in my eyes definitely bipolar and i think it's not in control she is in my eyes totally consumed with her hmm. like I, I i on paper that doesn't look like a ooh that's going to last kind of relationship like being back at her are they supportive of each other like i would think that they're probably like um intellectually supportive like but i can't imagine that either of them necessarily have the capacity to be invested enough in the other one that's probably where it would derail i mean i feel bad like i'm i don't know kim or kanye but uh, they both seem very self-focused and it may be difficult for them to really involve so myself in the other. they can't be that self-focused with that many kids how is she even dating someone with that many kids i mean i well, get maybe, that I she has know. help but like really like you got four and a one-year-old she's like in it right now <laughs> And she has to look so hot all the time. I feel like she did do. Hold on, I she did do something for women's bodies, like the Kardashians being into having big butts and being uh, what's the I want to say I was going to say Hourglass? voluminous, but that means hair. But like, vo, like they're they're not curvy. stick figures, they're curvy. curvy. But there's like a word for that, right? I mean, th they did do that, but also there's like a lot of fake things going. So I feel like it it it, it X'd it out. In aggregate, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't have anything else to say other than <laughs> I don't. I'm not surprised, but I I also don't think that they're malicious people. You know, maybe, it, I don't know. I feel like Kim's really been pretty kind to him because he's been so mean to her. Like, I didn't know he'd been mean to her. Yeah, he, like, tweeted that he wanted to divorce her and that, like, all kinds of nasty tweets about her. I think he just gets manic and loses it. I think that would be hard to deal with, when that you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, that unpredictable. Well, all right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our impromptu shrink wrap. Have a good rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs>